So, so you know, one of the things I know that you uh, have talked about in the past is around, you know, this decision-making process of, of CISOs and, and what it's like to go through that, that selection process when you're thinking about bringing technology in, into the organization. Do you, do you think that's changed? Do you think that recently or do you think it's largely the same? Oh, no, I think it's gotten worse. Uh, <laughs> we, we uh, SESOs oftentimes struggle to understand um, what we need in our, in, in our environment. And we keep getting inundated with more and more products, uh, trying to solve really niche problems in many ways. And, that, uh, and we oftentimes actually lack the broader understanding of how this particular solution might fit into our portfolio. Um, I, I faced this problem head on when um, I was at Bank of America and um, part of my role, actually, part of what I'm trying to do at Wild Ventures is to avoid that sort of same uh, issue that I had as a buyer. Uh, but as a buyer, what I did was I came up with a uh, simple construct that helped me organize everything in cybersecurity. And it's something called the cyber defense matrix, cyber defense matrix. Right. So it's essentially, it's a simple grid. It's a five by five grid that captures five things that we care about, devices or endpoints applications, networks, data, and users. And um, it's aligned against five functions within this cybersecurity framework. So identify, protect, detect, respond, recover. So you have five things that we care about, five things that we do, and it creates this nice um, bingo card, actually, that we can use to then understand uh, the breadth of things that we have to tackle in cybersecurity. Uh, And one of the challenges that we oftentimes face in making uh, risk decisions and... um, in any enterprises, we oftentimes um, get caught in what's called narrow framing, right. where we look at one particular problem because it just hurt us yesterday or we heard about it in the news, right. and we tend to overemphasize um, the probabilities or the, um, the potential likelihood of that one particular issue because we just yeah. recently saw it. Yeah. Um, the cyber defense matrix allows us to um, avoid this cognitive bias and instead do what's called broader framing. You, you can see the entire space of uh, the needs that we have in cybersecurity, and then make better decisions on, um, should I invest in this particular area versus this area? Yes, mm. I know this area may be hot because uh, it, it's, it's in the news and so on and so forth, mm. but is it actually the best thing to invest in relative to other areas that we could potentially get a better return on value, uh, return on security investment for? That's really interesting. Yeah. And I think that it's this definition that sometimes the problem we see is the definition between urgent and important. Just because it feels like it's something that you need to fix, it doesn't mean it's the most important thing you can be doing. Just because it's a noisy threat doesn't mean it's your most dangerous threat. And I think that's sometimes a challenge as well, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. And and sometimes uh, we're going to be constrained by the business in terms of our ability to implement a certain control. And so um, understanding the nuances of what the business needs uh, tied to the controls that you can actually implement, uh, being able to bring that together into a cohesive, clear picture that you can make decisions, you can make rational decisions on. I mean, it's really hard right now because it, uh, most people don't have this in a way that they can uh, easily synthesize. Um, so the, again, the, the cyber defense matrix was a mechanism that I used to, to bring all that together, uh, to be able to portray the business constraints, to be able to portray the uh, security capabilities or controls that we wanted to put in, to see where there are potential conflicts. Um, I, I was mentioning this bingo card earlier. Mm. Think of the bingo card uh, where you have block boxes that you can't put your chip in, okay? <laughs> Those are like your business constraints. I would like to, for example, put a firewall in, 
but uh, I'm operating in an environment that has um, that's very sensitive to latency. So I can't put something into this box that uh, creates latency. Thus, if I try to put a firewall in, I create business impact. It becomes a constraint. Yeah. But you have all these different constraints in your environment. How do you see this in a way that helps you, again, make a broad framing decision around the risks that you have and uh, make the best investments based on the business constraints you, um, that you're facing, yeah. the threats that you're facing, and the um, suite of controls that you have available at, at your disposal? Yeah.